This message comes from NPR sponsor Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, whose scientists played a substantial role in developing more than half the drugs approved by the FDA in the last five years. Dana-Farber Cancer Institute is changing lives everywhere. DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Corva Coleman. South Africa's case against Israel is beginning today at the International Court of Justice. NPR's Rob Schmitz reports Israel is accused of committing genocide against the Palestinian people. South Africa filed an 84-page application to the court that accuses Israel of committing genocidal acts such as killing Palestinians in Gaza, including women and children who, according to the Gaza Health Ministry, make up around 70 percent of the more than 23,000 fatalities. Israel's President Isaac Herzog calls the accusation atrocious and preposterous, saying Israel is defending itself against Hamas, whose attack killed 1,200, according to Israel. Legal experts interviewed by NPR say proving genocide is extremely difficult because a specific intent to do so must be proven. Experts say a final ruling in this case could take years, but that a provisional ruling in the coming weeks that asks Israel to refrain from further military activity in Gaza is likely. Rob Schmitz, NPR News, Berlin. In the U.S., closing arguments are expected today in New York in a trial involving former President Donald Trump. He's charged with inflating his wealth to obtain favorable terms for business loans and insurance. NPR's Jimena Bustillo has more. The state attorney general sued the former president, his two eldest sons, and several other executives of the Trump organization, resulting in a trial in the fall of last year. The Trump team has argued that Trump and his sons were not involved in creating the financial documents. The judge has already ruled that fraud occurred and Trump is liable. But a verdict determining how much Trump is fined and how he could be limited in conducting business in New York is expected in the weeks following the closing arguments. Jimena Bustillo, NPR News, New York. There are only a few more days before a federal government shutdown could happen. Congressional leaders have struck a deal outlining a government funding plan. But hard-right conservatives in the House say it does not do enough to cut spending. NPR's Claudia Grisales says House Speaker Mike Johnson thinks a government shutdown will be averted. Johnson told reporters he isn't ruling anything out as far as another temporary spending bill. That's what we're under right now in terms of the government staying open. The first of two shutdown deadlines, however, is going to approach January 19th. So that only leaves days to hammer out a final comprehensive deal. With all the infighting we're seeing with House Republicans, that means they're going to need plenty of time to come to a final deal that will pass both chambers. NPR's Claudia Grisales reporting. Powerful winter storms continue to wallop the U.S. The National Weather Service says that a fresh winter storm will emerge into the Plain states today and charge toward the Great Lakes by tomorrow. Very frigid weather is settling in the central U.S. Windchill values are well below zero. You're listening to NPR. Virginia has sworn in its first-ever black Speaker of the State House. NPR's Kristen Wright says an unexpected guest was in the chamber. Speaker Don Scott invited former Virginia Governor Bob McDonnell to his historic swearing-in. A decision by McDonnell as governor a decade ago gave back Scott and many others a fundamental right they'd lost, the right to vote. As a younger man, Scott served almost eight years in federal prison on a drug-related conviction. After his release, he became an attorney and won his first Virginia House race in 2019, running on criminal justice reform. McDonnell has kept a low profile since leaving office in disgrace. He was convicted of federal corruption charges— 
The Supreme Court overturned the convictions and the case was not retried. NPR's Kristen Wright reporting. Texas Governor Greg Abbott's Operation Lone Star seized control of a city public park along the Rio Grande overnight. Texas Public Radio's Dan Katz reports residents of Eagle Pass are surprised. Eagle Pass's mayor, Rolando Salinas, said he received a call from the state that it would be taking full control of Shelby Park under an emergency declaration from the governor to stop undocumented migrants from entering the city. That is not a decision that we agreed to. This is not something that we asked for as a city. Eagle Pass has found itself in the crosshairs of immigration politics. The city of just under 30,000 people experienced a rise in migration at the end of the year that brought GOP lawmakers from around the country on a visit to discuss their number one issue in the 2024 election. But that migration wave has since slowed down considerably. The Justice Department is suing Texas over Abbott's border actions. I'm Dan Katz in San Antonio. This is NPR.